The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome, everyone, to the Two Dudes, One Double Feature, 100th episode. I am Dude One, Richard. And I am Dude Two, Joe. This is a show that we've been doing since June 2020, where we talk about two movies. That's really about it. And it's it's crazy. To, to gen- it's it's genuinely crazy to think that you know we've been doing this show for over two years and I remember when we first started talking about doing the show we were already like if if we ever get to episode 100 we were like talking hypotheticals like what would we do if we got to 100 episodes well here we are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it feels incredibly surreal to be recording this right now because, you know, I think about other attempts that we, you and I have made at trying to do some type of YouTube thing or show mm-hmm. or other attempts I made with other people to do this kind of thing, and it usually does not <laughs> last very long. It lasts a couple things. I, I thought with this show, I thought maybe 10 episodes. It was shocking that we got to five, I thought. But maybe 10 episodes, 12, 10, 12 episodes, right? You know, uh, but we, we kept doing it, uh, which is very surreal to me. I mean, I definitely enjoy doing this, but it's like, wow, we, um, I, I can't think of many things that I've had this much dedication towards, honestly, or this much consistency. Nope. I mean, I think not, especially not with other people. Like, at least on my end, like, because I would do, because, like, I've done definitely over two, three hundred YouTube videos, like, when I was really into that, and uh, going through and just making, I like, I had a pretty consistent schedule with it at one point, you know, making one video every end of the week, similar to how we do this show, and, you know, it was easy because you're doing it by yourself, but it was also hard because you're doing it by yourself. You know, like you're, you're constantly, you know, like pushing yourself to come up with ideas. You're constantly going like, Oh, what should I do this week? Or what should I do this week? It's probably like, like when I think about that, I think about all these influencers too. And like, you know, obviously you see them on like Instagram or like you see an ad on Snapchat going, what's going on in so-and-so's life. And I'm like, probably misery <laughs> like, if I'm being honest because you know granted they've been able to connect with a bunch of bunch of people but it is kind of lonely to do to do stuff like that and I definitely much prefer doing this show because not only get do I get to you know talk about movies with with my best friend but I also get to um, do little little things little skits and get great music from John and Kenny and um it's just it's such a it's like this is the kind of stuff i I might have even talked about this during like one of the anniversary episodes because we we reminisce all the time like 
how the fuck did we do this? <laughs> you know, like yeah, like I feel like every like tenth episode that we do, I apologize to longtime listeners for like I feel like we, we it's almost the it seems like the same song and dance, but honestly we're we are like we're not like we're a big show, but like we're more we're, sh- we're just shocked. We're shocked <laughs> at ourselves. I mean, listen, because yeah, it takes a lot of work. It, it, whether you or not you like this show, but like it takes a lot of work putting out one of these. Like I've always, I've always. <laughs> said this to richard like it'd be really cool if we made like a sort of like documentary about what goes like the snippets of what goes into an episode because think about it like first off we got to do a double double feature that each of us like signs off on right yeah and sometimes that's without even like sometimes we show each other new movies so we're showing each other things that the other one has never seen sometimes you know um and then we have john and kenny in the mix and sometimes we've had guests and that is fun but it's also like thinking about the scheduling of that and thinking about how the editing process is going to go on that one you know uh it's it's a it, a lot goes in. and then watching the movies normally we it's not like i know some shows where they're like you know if they're familiar enough in the movie they'll just like watch on their own or just like record you know set up record but i i don't think we've ever we may have done it once but i don't think we ever have approached it like that I think Star for Wars, any, any, from, yeah, like Star Wars is an exception, though. <laughs> it's, that well, that's what I mean, you know. But like yeah. with everything else, you know, we're ninety nine point eight percent of the time we're next to each other, watching as virtually speaking, because um, you know, uh, you, yeah. you're you're you know Ohio and I'm in Jersey, but like, and if even and though even if we, it's you know COVID, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but but we're, we watch the movies together. You know, and that's a that's a huge time commitment. And if your average like a movie is like two hours, that's four hours a week. Not even recording or editing. This is four hours. And I I, I know it sounds like we're tuning again. We make this show for us, so I again apologize. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to like rich like seriously rich like think about that. Think about what we do, and it takes you time to listen to these things. Okay, that's another mm-hmm. maybe what two hours. I'm at, at the at the at the very least, yeah. Like another two hours from you know, it's um, but it's wonderful, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, just I know I'm taking up a lot of airtime here, but um, it's important. Though. It's important, but you know, and and, yeah. and, and I, like my mom asked me, and she's supportive, but she's like, "You guys don't make any money off of this. I hate that you don't <laughs> make money off of this. Why are you doing my, this?" My mom's the exact same way. Like she's always asking, like, "What if I? What if I?" gave this to you know like a local radio station or what if i did this and i'm like all right thousand dollars thousand dollars one episode here you go enjoy yeah <laughs> i know our worth <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of worth worth um you know no but i i think i think a like while i do enjoy what i do for a living that's not what defines me as a person you know um Mm-mm. i do that because you got to make money somehow, right? Um, yeah, you got to live. You got to. I got to be focused on that. But also, too, you got to have something that that's. I think, especially if you like this kind of thing, you got to find something that's creatively satisfying. And I'm glad that for the two of us, this has been creatively satisfying for the last hundred hundred episodes. A hundred of these things. Fucking hell, man! Hundred, one, one hundred. And you know what? It's crazy. Like you know, you mentioned you know, I because I do. 
uh, when we're editing these, I do listen back to all of them. And it's funny because like sometimes I think I don't go back and listen to his, our episodes as much as I think I should. Then I'm like, no, I've heard every single episode we've ever yep. done. Uh, just, just the rough cut of it, but I've yep. heard it. And, and to be honest, like I, like there is that kind of, you know, inherent feeling every time that I do that of like, Oh God, I got to do this real quick. Um, especially when it's like, like our twilight episode, which we just listened to, uh, which I just listened to, uh, which is like an hour long. Like sometimes we'll be like, Oh God, I got to listen to this. But even then, like, I'm just enjoying it, you know, like I'm just enjoying the conversation and I'm, you know, and like, I think about like stuff that we've said afterwards and I'm like, Oh, I should have said, I should have said that, I th- you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, uh, it's it's such an interesting process because like there's never really been a point where I've sat back and listened re-listened to anything while we were editing and said I hate this or like this this sucks like obviously I got to make notes so I gotta you yeah. know be like well let's let's change this though and it's funny like to go from when we first started doing the show to where we're at now and all and I would send you notes that'd be like what if we did this or what if we changed this or what if what if this was here now it's literally just tighten that space mm. tighten that space and it's mostly because like i i get lost in in you know because I'm, I'm playing video games while i'm also listening to it and i'm listening back to the conversations while i'm playing games and so i just get lost in all that and sometimes i'll forget oh shit and i'm like nah it's it's i don't care anymore yep. you know it's fine just leave it in there um it's natural it's just it's it's it is it's creatively rewarding and yeah like we don't you know we don't get paid for doing this but I think, I think it. I think it makes us better. Ultimately, you know. I think. I think it. It, it enriches us to a certain extent. I know it does for me. Um, you know, watching movies that I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. Same. Same. You know? And I think. I think what I appreciate too, especially the way we approach it, is the fact that we put. We're. We're not trying to be falsifying positivity. We're not trying to put a positive spin on anything. It's just we're deciding that you know why don't we just talk about things that we love which is and and approach it as if we love and like you know because we love movies and we love watching movies all types of movies and we never at any point go into any episode immediately hating anything except for the um the maybe maybe the pest well the pest was a nervous thing more so than like a hate right. thing that's immediately. that's fair that's fair but generally generally we you're we do come come from it at a place where we're talking about these things generally, I think, from a positive experience, you know, um, or yeah. enthusiasm to watch new things that, you know. Open-mindedness. Yes, which um, is important. Like, there's definitely movies that you've shown me that I've really enjoyed on this program, but I don't know if I would have I would have um, sought them out if it weren't for this show. So this show forces me to not only reevaluate not because i i ultimately still enjoy the stuff i enjoy but like reevaluate that stuff and look at it you know from your perspective right but also as as i do from yours also just yeah check out new shit which is always great it's just it's just such a sorry to cut you off but like it's just such a nice departure from what i feel like you normally see with like film conversations or the way people talk about movies because i think because i mean inherently it is easier to complain than it is to praise because you know, like, especially even to receive praise a little bit, because, like, you're just like, oh, you don't have to say that. I'll mm-hmm. stop. You know, like, it's, I, I don't know why, I don't know why that's the case, right. but it, it, but it is. I think, 
you know, you even get more creative when you talk about something you hate, which is kind of upsetting in, in like, a expanded thought sort of thing. Just, like, that's just kind of a weird thing to think about. Like, I was having a conversation. I told you about this last night. I was having a conversation with a customer that came up, and there was such a lack of self-awareness. And, like, it's... But it also feels like every other film-based conversation that I hear about... Um, whether it's online or whether it's in person, um, and it's like th- this whole the whole conversation was like this guy. It, it started off super nice too. He like he was asking me, you know, if if uh, if you were stuck on a desert island, what two movies do you think you would bring? I'm like, I can't answer that. Hmm. That's that's such a that's such a hard question. He's like, if you could, well, what about like one movie? What you and like my brain's immediately like, well, I might as well just think of like the most popular movie that I love or one of the most popular movies that I love. So I'm like, maybe Jurassic Park. Cause I know it's like, it'll satisfy me, but at the same time, it's like, you're just constantly stuck with the same movie. I'm sure I'll hate it at some point, but that just seems like a good answer to please this yeah. guy, I guess. But at least I know I'm enjoying the conversation. And then it, then uh, we start talking about Jurassic Park and how he wasn't a big fan of the rest of the movies and he especially hated the last movie. And I was like, yeah, I know I wasn't a huge fan of it either. And then he starts talking about Top Gun, the new one. And I'm like, oh, I, I liked that. I liked the new Top Gun. But then he starts changing his tune. He was like, you know, it was. It, I think my favorite part about it was that it wasn't political. And this is where the irony comes in. He starts complaining about politics in movies while also complaining about the state of the world politically speaking (laughs) and i'm like i feel like i feel like that's every more or less every film-based conversation that i see most people have is there's this lack of self-awareness about what they complain about and i i i admit that i've probably fallen victim to that as well in the past in my past life and other things that i've done um just like having that lack like you know it's it's just a weird thought to complain about something that you're doing. I don't know. But I think I think what I like and again that's why I like about the show is that I think we're very different especially in the way that we approach how we talk about stuff and um you know even there's even times like you know like we'll go on some like weird tangent and then like and I appreciate that you do this like I'll start saying some random things and then you'll be like just so you know, we we want to send appreciation to the, to to the actor. I hope he's having a good yeah. day. Because <laughs> it, it's you know like like it's it, important because yeah. sometimes I do feel like you know and I, I again I, and I and I'm guilty of this too. But sometimes it, you take it personally. Sometimes too, and yeah. It's like you know, yeah. also important to understand too. While these are things that are important to us, these are also somebody's like bread and butter. This is like somebody's job. So it's not just a matter of there's a lot of factors go into these things, but. I think it is also important to highlight when these things work, and uh, I think that's really that's exactly. really what a lot of our show is about. I mean, uh, I, it just goes back all the way to our first episode, Mask of the Caribbean, where we're praising just really well-crafted blockbuster-style, old-fashioned blockbuster movies and appreciating you know the craft, the performances, the direction, and all that stuff. And e- even to this one, which... There's a lot to praise about uh, the movies we're going to talk about today. I'm definitely very excited about this conversation. Um, you mm-hmm. know, so I guess that, that that's what we're trying to say is like, um, it, I think it's important to be critical of movies, but also it's also important to smell the roses and say, hey, I like I like the, I like some movies. <laughs> I it's you know it just feels like everybody hates movies these days based on how they talk about it. I'm like, well, just don't just I don't know watch a show <laughs> play a video game maybe yeah. it'll make you feel better i yeah. don't know but but i do but 
I do love the way that we do this show, and I am I'm, I'm grateful for obviously everybody that's um, been involved in the show to one extent or another. Um, John and Kenny obviously are as much a part of the show as anybody else, and I I'm I'm I think we're incredibly lucky that we got both of them. We got that we got great music. We uh, and and also I think it helped me connect better with John because I feel like. Um, because like I've always like I always considered John one of like one of the better friends that I've made at this point in my life, and it's it's nice. I think it's nice to have something like a, like, like this creative outlet to give you a really good excuse to like want to reconnect with someone and 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 make your friendship stronger. So I think doing the show has also done that with John as well. So you know, sending a lot of love to both John and Kenny uh, in that matter. Um, but uh, yeah, and and. Oddly enough, that's kind of what this whole triple feature, by the way, because you know we figured might as well do something special for the 100th episode. That's kind of what this whole thing is about: is conversations, and it's about you know how you talk to people and how you know you either are honest or you're dishonest. Um, love is very much an important thing, and uh, so yeah. Uh, do you want to get into it a little bit? Yeah. So um, I should we we should say I think we wanted to say this. This this was actually a very last minute change, which which is both on brand with us, but also very strange. Given that fun fact, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but we planned episode one hundred as a as a hypothetical, really. Uh, but we planned episode one hundred probably around episode ten, maybe even earlier than that. It's yeah. and it was actually Joey's idea. Do you want to do? Should we tell him what it is? I mean, or should we? Because I mean, we I think we still want to talk about it. But yeah, and we will get to it. It's just it was a matter of timing because we have talked about TV shows very rarely as as pairings like we've the great you know our, our Lovecraft Country and Gravity Falls episode. I think it's a really solid episode. And we talked about when we did Star Wars, mm-hmm. talking about the shows, um, some of the Star Wars shows. But uh, we wanted to dedicate an episode. To a TV show that the both of us are very much in love with, and that show, that show is Samurai Jack. Um, we talked about Gendy mm-hmm. uh, Tartakovsky before. You know, we were huge fans of his, and Samurai Jack is, of course, a major project. Obviously, a major thing of his that over the years was Cartoon Network, then became an adult. Now it's an Adult Swim branded thing. So, you know, you can't watch the older season Samurai Jack in the Cartoon Network section of HBO Max, you have to watch in the Adult Swim <laughs> section, you know, um, but it's okay. You know, we wanted to talk about the whole series, you know, but the problem was we were on like episode, I was on episode like six, you were in episode seven, like a week or two, you know, a couple weeks ago and yeah. I got COVID, you know, and I, it could have given me time to watch stuff, but I was in a miserable, miserable state, honestly. Miserable state, but also like you were in a different state. <laughs> I was, for, I was in a different state, yeah, literally, yeah. Literally, Um, you know, so I I think and you really brought this brought this up um, because it's funny because I didn't intend for this to be the hundredth episode. I was not even hinting at anything. I just because, okay, (laughs) this is a lot. There's a lot going on with this and I apologize. (laughs) I'm just very excited. Um, So we're talking about a a set of three movies with with three unique, distinct collaborators. and that series of movies is the Before Trilogy, uh, <laughs> which, which, <laughs> admittedly, 
I never would have guessed in a million years as this would have been like a milestone episode, let alone the hundredth episode of our program. But, um, you know, it, well, cause like I wanted to see these for the longest time. I'll, I'll say right. that. And, um, cause I, I really, obviously like Richard Linklater, there's a number of his movies I still need to see, but I really liked boyhood. I know you didn't and that's okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I like, and I watched rewatched it recently. I still enjoy it, and I always, I do find like one of the themes that Richard Linklater tends to explore, or is you know people like to say he explores, is the, the is like the concept of time, you know. And I've always been mm. fascinated by the idea of these before the before movies, you know, this relationship that happens over the court, like eighteen years, you know, the trilogy was ninety five through twenty thirteen. It happened each movie was like nine years apart from the other basically um you know and i watched them for the first time uh a couple weeks not that long ago and just fell in love with them right and then i'm just like you know i wanted you to check them out obviously but there were uh, but yeah. the thing is you don't have criteria you don't you don't have criterion channel so i can't just say you just check it out on the streaming because i don't want you to spend money on this stuff right that, that's, <laughs> that, that's my other thing so uh, I sent Richard, and I'll do this. We do this to each other sometimes. I sent Richard. It's happening more frequently. More frequently recently. recently. <laughs> I sent Richard the Criterion edition of the Before Trilogy on Blu-ray, so he could watch it at his leisure. But I was like, I'm gonna watch these movies with you. Can you guys hear it? I'm 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 dragging my my <laughs> my Blu-ray case against the microphone. <laughs> But that said, we are going to talk about the first installment. I know it's been almost like over 20 minutes now. We're finally getting, but that's just par for the course for this show, guys. That's on brand. We're going to, first going to talk about the first installment of the Before Trilogy, uh, of Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. This is Before Sunrise. Which we missed, because it's 5 o'clock now. <laughs> also, 5, 5 p.m. Also on brand with us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joey. Yeah, Joey sent me these movies, um, on a whim, really. I mean, his 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 reasoning is is uh, because of my milk incident that I mentioned a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, ah. Uh. But I think part of it is mostly just like I really need him to watch these movies. That's part of it too. Yes, it's like I I I really I really need him to watch. And again, I don't I didn't think that there was a plan up his sleeve to talk about any of these movies but after watching them i was like i kind of want to yeah talk talk about movies where it's just two people talking because yep. <laughs> because <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of like like if you're gonna break it down in into his most base parts that really is all these movies are is just two people and they're talking but it's it's how they talk it's how they interact i think it's not only is it a is it a story of like the passage of time um, especially through the trilogy, but I think it really is a exercise in chemistry, mostly. Like it, it really is like with that first with this first movie with Before Sunrise, we have our two main characters. We have Jesse and Celine. Literally, there's no reason either of these people had to meet in any way, shape, or form. I don't even think they'd seen each other before we initially start the movie. But um, through circumstances, fate, whatever you believe in, whatever whatever your whatever your preference is, they end up sitting next to each other, 
or at least across from each other on this train that they're both going on. They're both going to Vienna. And uh, they just, they both notice that they're reading books and they start talking and they realize they really like talking to each other so much so that they spend the next, uh, how long is this movie? Uh, the next 101 minutes in, in uh, just in our time, not their, not their time. No, not their time. No, it, it's like a whole evening um, right before uh, dawn. Yes, basically. Yes, because Jess, Jesse but has a flight to catch. He has a flight to catch, so he's trying. So they're basically both trying to draw out as much time as they possibly can to to really connect with each other, and so that really is like like because it's when we talk about movies, it's always easy because there's like oh remember this one scene is great not that this movie doesn't have that but it's like remember this one scene was great or like you know in an action movie like you know when he when he swung in and she kicked him in the face you know stuff like that like these movies don't like they they have they don't really have like standout crazy scenes but they have beautiful moments which i guess is kind of the same thing but it 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 feels different i guess in, in a certain extent given the the structure of the movie itself, but they spend literally the whole rest of the evening into the night, well into the morning, just talking and, and they fall in love. It's funny. Cause like you're watching this movie and it's this strange balance that works so well of like honest character interaction, which is sort of rare given, especially just how most people are with what they are comfortable talking about. But also, like, this sort of magical aspect of love at first sight kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's not, to, that's not to say that's immediately what happens to them, but it takes literally an evening for them to fall in love with each other. Yeah. And, like, it's something that you probably only see in the movies. Like, you know, I remember my sister actually asked me, because she listened to one of our episodes, and she said, um, do you believe in love at first sight? And I was like, I believe in love, but I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, necessarily. And so I think I think this movie through through the chemistry of these two characters really explores that notion of, you know, love and loving someone and, and what what could happen, I guess. It's it's wonderful. Yes. Um obviously Richard Linklater uh directed um directed this movie. He's one of the he's one of the co writers. Um Kim uh Kim Krizan is credited as the screenplay for the first one, though um, the stars Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke did have to rewrite stuff, but they were not hired to write it, so they don't get a screen a traditional screenwriting credit in that first movie. As we go go the yeah. other movies, they're credited, and it's very much a collaboration with Linklater, Delpy, and Hawke, and it definitely shows with all three um, with all three movies. Um, and you know, because we think about like there's obviously people talk about auteur theory, right? How the director the yeah. director is the mastermind. And of course, these are three as they say in the box set, three films by Richard Linklater. However, yes. however It does it does actually say three yeah, films that's by why. Richard Linklater. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it, you know. It's like jo- Joey Joey stares at this box cover so often. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, These movies are fucking beautiful, man. And he's not wrong. I'm not yeah, you know, I'm not I'll, I'll agree with you hundred percent. I'm right. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like that's what you agree with. Yes. Um, no, they're beautiful movies too. But it's very much like Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. Like, man, he got really lucky. Linklater got really lucky with with those two, honestly. Um, 
and the chem- like the chemistry that that they both have. Um, and again, we talk about the passage of time, but you really feel, you know, I really feel like these are characters like in their twenties talking, like just talking about what's on their mind, right? Talking about the philosoph- philosophies of the world. Do you believe in reincarnation? And like Ethan Hawke breaking down like why reincarnation sounds like bog- sounds bogus to him, you know? And mm-hmm. to talk about life and death. You know, because especially when you're a young person, when you're in love, you just want to like, oh my god, I gotta tell you everything. Oh! <laughs> like, yeah, you, like you're just like you want to share everything, everything with this person, or like a lot anyway. You know, sometimes there's things yeah. that you kind of like, you know, certain things that happen in these movies, especially in you know. But, um, yeah, I think they're so believable as these parts, you know. And I've seen them in other in other movies, but I'm like, that's Jesse, that's Jesse and Celine, like. <laughs> Like, you don't see Ethan Hawke, you don't see Julie Delpy, you just see Jesse and Sam. Like, there's no question about that, which is, you know, which again, I think comes from just their performances and the chemistry with one another. Like, and I'm sure there's, there's a lot of, 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 you know, Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke within the characterization of these characters. Um, there may have even been some true stories they brought to it, you know, or whatever, you know, like later put on the page, whatever, whatever it may be. But, you know, at no point are you, are you looking at them and going, you know, oh, these are actors performing, you know, it's, it literally does feel like you're just somehow got to be on like the best date ever put on mm-hmm. by anybody, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like, like you, you, you want, you want to go and do everything with them, you know. Thankfully, you don't feel like a third wheel, which is typically how a date goes. If you ha- like, if you happen to like, just go with someone. Like, it's like I remember like any time uh, Allison would be in an episode with us, and she'd watch a movie with all- with us, and I feel like, oh god, am I on a date with them? <laughs> 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 oh no. Um, see, I also think about like um, like podcasts in a different sense. Like um, our friend, uh, a friend of ours, Feehan, will listen to a podcast. And he's just like, I want to interject and say something. But I can't. I can't. Nope. <laughs> anyway, it, it, it's incredible, obviously. And I also just think about, like, how unlikely is it? Like, you're just going to get off with some random person at, like... The chances are staggering. The chances are staggering. And you're going to connect with them on, on that level. You know, I mean, people... you know, But it, but it's crazy. Um, You know, like, looking at it, like... You know, that time that you spend with that person on your first encounter and you know that you connect, like I think about Allison and myself, it's just like, if you're like, whoa, <laughs> like what? And I, and I remember at that point in my life, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever date. I don't ever get married. And I, and I think I was like, yeah, well, I'm okay with it. And then I'm like, shit. <laughs> now, now, now it's just rattled everything. It's rattled everything. Um, it changes everything, mm. but I also really love, um, I mean, they're just so great. They're so adorable. I think about my favorite scene in this movie is when they're at, uh, it's later on in the evening and they're on the phone. They're, they're pretending to be on the phone. So like, they're like, they're calling each other's friends. Like they're calling their, Hey dude. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she pretends to be <laughs> Jesse's friend. I, I love, I think one of my favorite lines is where, uh, he's Jesse's pretending to be Celine's friend and She's she's like I got off with this the American guy and he, and he goes are you crazy? 
<laughs> but and, and it reveals and it reveals so much. There's so many like beautiful things. Like he tells a story early on, and they remember the details about each other. Like he, he earlier in the movie, he tells a story about how he saw his his great grandmother in like a rain, his deceased great grandmother in like a rainbow, and she talks about that story. She's like, I think that's where I fell for him. This little this little boy still having these dreams, you know, and thinking and like obviously there's all this talk about magic in the universe. Um, and all that stuff, and it really does feel like magic, even though the movie, like, yeah, it's an incredible place for us, you know, Vienna, but, like, it, it, it just feels, it's like, wow, this is so, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's, it's like a showcase for the magic that could happen when you fall in love with someone. Yeah. And, and you the know, pain of and... having to split up, because, there, because yes. they're like, oh, we're not, we, we don't need to stay in touch. Yeah, it was never gonna land. And at the at the fine. end, it's like, like it's you know, devastating. The end of Casablanca when they when they have to go apart, or and you're like, oh, jeez, uh, oh, that's like, listen. Until I saw one of the later movies, I thought that was the hardest scene I'd ever seen in any of these movies. Just like them at the train, like like clearly not wanting to let go mm-hmm. clearly like physically like they're holding each yep. other like they're not they're like oh god i don't want to let go of you i don't want to let go of you and they fi- they finally do it and it's so heartbreaking yep. you know like it's so like fuck you know you don't want it you don't like like these two people like because you've you're watching it and you've you fell in love with them while they're falling in love with each other yes mm-hmm and so it makes it that much harder. Like that's that's again that's just you know s- school one hundred and one of filmmaking is make people care about what they're seeing. Yes. You know because like because in truth like these movies like again breaking it down to that base level if you're just watching these movies and you you do not care about Jesse you do not care about Celine then you're literally just watching two movies about people talk and you know thankfully the way that Linklater and Hawk and Delpy do this movie, like I almost like maybe again, it's personal, personal perspective, but I find it so hard that anyone could watch these movies and immediately not just be completely like madly in love with both of them by the end. Yeah. Of it. Um, like, yes, exactly. Um, I also, th- I, I think the other thing I like about these movies is that our, you know, when, when you think about like the pass, like the passage of time, and just like when you're enjoying something, how quick, how quick it all seems. You know, it just ends. It you know, it just goes like it just goes like that. Um, of course, like and it becomes a memory. And, you know, he, he like Ethan Hawke during the movie recites something about time. You know, like toward towards the end, uh, towards the end of the movie, some poem. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's uh, there's that. The, like one of the one of the fun, biggest laughs I got out we got out of you watching this one was when they're in the record shop and they're in like the listening booth and uh, <laughs> the song's like come here and it's it's like kiss now kiss kiss just, just just fucking kiss her fucking kiss him um, kiss each other just do it just do it. You know you want uh, to, and they're clearly like they're clearly like struggling, obviously, because they both want to. They're just like looking at each other and they're looking away. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're just like they look so uncomfortable because they know what they want to do, but they're trying to be polite, and that's nice of yes. them. Obviously, mm-hmm. consent is is important, um, but it's also just like <sighs> she's so beautiful. Oh 
Oh, he's so beautiful. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then they, they they kiss on the Ferris wheel. Um, that's mm. you know, <laughs> that's that so magical. Um, but you also get a set. One of the best movie kisses. Yes. But you also get a like a like a feeling for 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 these characters and. When you watch this, you really get a sense of how much they've, how much they ha- changed, but also haven't changed by the third movie. You know, like I think about like mm-hmm. the palm reading scene, um, <laughs> in this, right? And Jesse's like, "This is so, so full of shit. What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, and Celine is just, it's just like, oh, come on. it was just kind of, fun. you know, it was fun. It was a nice little thing, you know. Um, I also think about like the idea of just again how time goes like you know Celine sort of views things like I'm what if I'm just some memory or dream that a, an old woman is having right because that, that could be yeah. like like when like you're experiencing it in the moment and then you're thinking like man that's past that's already like years ago that's in the rear view <sighs> mirror and yeah. then Jesse thinks about it as like well I feel like I'm still the same like teenager who's just happens to be an adult trying to figure out shit and I feel like that's the like I feel like especially like, for millennials like you're just like wait a minute you're just trying to figure out your life you know and you're just like uh, what that's what I feel like that all the time on both examples like I think about is like especially when you hit a certain age you know like I turned thirty you know in 2020 and just the I and I'm turning 32 in a couple weeks. And it's just the, the whole thought process is like, you know, what am I going to be like when I'm when I'm in my forties or fifties? Am I still going to be alive? I hope I am. Um, or like, you know, like, are you just a distant memory of an old person? Which I hope is the case. Admittedly, <laughs> I hope I'm not like a distant memory of like two weeks later. No, please don't. <laughs> um, but also, but also, it's just it's just again that same idea of like, I don't. Because, like, people talk about, like, you know, how, and especially in movies, too, they always portray, like, characters that have changed so much, you know, like, people like, you're not the same boy I used to know, and it's like, well, you know, like, and it's, and yeah, like, people change, times change, things change, perspectives change, and that's just natural human existence, but in many respects, like, I don't feel like I'm any different than what I was when I was, like, 15, other than, like, I'm, I'm taller little fatter maybe you know like a little bit uh a little bit more like like tuned in but maybe not even as tuned in as i should be and you know it 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 genuinely feels like this movie you know gave like an honest portrayal of that a little bit especially as the movies play out yeah there's a line in the second movie that i feel like absolutely encapsulates that but we'll talk about that when we get the second movie one of the things I was uh, I was delighted by are just like the the supporting characters, the people that you see along the way, and they're just incredibly memorable. I think about the cu- the German couple, which I'm gonna definitely refer back to them once we get to the later movies. Um, cow, the, cow the, the two the two guys that are the actors, <laughs> and they didn't get to go to the play. You know, I, we never saw the play. You know, and I felt bad. Um, I think about the bartender, uh, the bartender who gave Jesse the bottle. And I think, did he send? I, I hope he I paid hope him he back, paid, especially yeah. as a, a successful yeah. writer. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope. I like. There was definitely times watching the second one. I'm like, is he gonna like mention that he paid the guy back? Right. 
you know. Open day. <laughs> or one of my favorite one of my favorite one. I think my favorite one. I think is the poet um, that they encounter and they mm-hmm. give him the word. They say milkshake. Yeah. And and he writes the he writes a poem for him and it's it's a really nice poem actually. Yes. Like you know, but I like like. Like Jesse at one point is like, you know, do you think he just like threw that in there? Like, like he had a template. I just plugged in the <laughs> he word. Just threw that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, who cares? I also really, I think one of my favorite things in this movie, and they kind of do like a a reversal on that in the next movie. But at the end of this, like after they they they're starting getting ready to leave, we see shots of all the locations that they've been to, but without them. Yeah, and I think it's a beautiful way of like sent like. You know how like what these locations mean to us now that we you know have been to them. What they mean to those people after they after they've left those places. You know, um, right. So it's just these like, and again like because they're not. Go- I mean, there's obviously they're in Vienna. So I'm not saying they're in the middle of nowhere, but like some I, I think about this this some alleyway that they were in. Like you know, like in between buildings is like a thing that's is stuck in my brain, um, or like. They're just standing next to a wall where a guy's playing uh, the harpsichord mm-hmm. and they're just staring at each other so they can remember their features. Yes. Remember what they look like. Like that, like that spot, you know, like remember, like, like remember that time when the harpsichord was playing and all we did was look at each other. Like we, like I was a camera. Good times. But this, this, this movie is, is like, it might be one of the most romantic movies I think I've ever seen. You know, from like a like oh my like young love, like wow, our feelings. Oh my goodness, you seem like the perfect person, but too bad one of us lives in another continent. You know, yeah. Um, but a- anyway, so they prom at the end of this thing. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say about this movie. No, not 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 without talking about the yeah, next one. So <laughs> now they said at the end of this movie, let's meet in six months. Let's meet like De- December sixteenth, and it's like and. People at the end, you know, 1995 were like, do they meet? You know, do they meet up again? And six months later, there was no movie. <laughs> there was no movie six months later. <laughs> yeah, you you want to know when the next movie came out? Nine years. Yes. <laughs> Nine years later, we get um, my favorite of the three, and just now one of my favorite movies of all time, Before Sunset. And uh, to lay the groundwork on this one, nine years later, Jesse is an is a successful author. Je- Je- Jesse Wallace. Jesse. We learned his we last learned name. We learned his last name. Yes. <laughs> we le- we learned like like we learned his name is Jesse Wallace, and it's funny. Like even um, even Celine in the movie is like, I never knew your last name, yep. and then I was I, I I looked at it and I'm like, oh my god. So nine years later, um, he's in he's in Paris. You know, for the last part of his uh, European book tour, okay, because he wrote uh, a, a book. Um, I'm trying to was it this time? Because there was also that time that they talk about in the next movie. I'm trying to remember. Off the, Maybe I'm trying to remember. I'll, I'll correct myself. But he wrote a book, and it was basically based on what happened. <laughs> based on what happened mm-hmm. in in Vienna all those years ago, and it's a, from his perspective. From his perspective, yes, this is important. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's funny because there are people who are like it's like I feel like it's it's literally sort of Linklater commenting on critics and peep audiences like going like, well, what happened? You know, did they meet? Did they meet up again? Will they meet up again? Won't they? Mm, you know, 
Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. And they're all, they're asking they're, they're asking like, did this really happen? And and who's off to the side in this bookstore? Celine. And I was like, <gasps> just the way they the way they do it too, because like the whole opening scene is just Jesse talking to talking to people that were fans of his book, and he's talk and you know he's talking about you know what happened, and he's talking about an idea he had that seems to happen. Like at some point, Jesse will talk about an idea for something he has for another book. So he's he's always the creative. Um, again, probably very Richard Linklater. I feel like that's sort of the the mouthpiece a little bit for little bit, for yeah. Linklater in many respects. Not to say that um, Celine isn't, but I feel like it mostly is Jesse. Um, even just the fact that in the third one he has the same haircut <laughs> <laughs> as Richard Linklater normally does. Right. Um, but yeah, he's just talking, and he looks over, and she's just standing there, smiling, and it's like. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. <laughs> and, and, and again, like I know I've refer- referenced Casablanca in the first one. This run really makes me think of Casablanca because it's like all these, all this time has passed, and they see each other again. Now, like you know, it's like whoa. Mm-hmm. And like, and the thing is, like, because again, the movie is this. This one is structured very similarly to the first one because. They spend the vast majority of this movie walking around a foreign country just talking about one thing or another. And we learn a lot about how their lives have changed between the first movie and this one. For one thing, um, uh, Celine has joined uh, like Peace Corps stuff or like environmental stuff, Mm -hmm. I believe. I don't remember specifics, but... Um, she's trying to change the world and Jesse obviously has written a successful book, but he's also married with a child. And so it's almost like, like clearly there's still feelings for each other, but they're trying to like, at least initially they're trying to avoid that, you know, conversation a little bit, you know, like they, they started off like, oh, and like, you know, we we said we were going to meet in six months. Did we? And initially, Jesse's like, yeah, I, I forgot. I didn't show up or something. But then it turns out he actually did show mm-hmm. up six months six months later in Vienna. But she didn't because her grandmother died. Yeah. And so, again, also, like, the passage of time thing. Like, again, people die. Plans change. And that's just the nature of it, uh, honestly. Um, so just seeing them kind of reconcile, like, you know, reconnect after all these years... And there's it's there's some there's some moments that you're almost like in tears, but not for like good things because you're just like you're feeling hurt, you know, of just everything that's happened in between. Even just finding out the fact that there was a point within those nine years that they actually lived together and didn't even know it. Like they lived in this. They lived. They were both living in New York um, at the time. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> holy shit yeah um you know i I think this is like really just about like um, like a story of like think like retrospect regret and like because when you're like in your 20s like you're an adult but you're not really like you know you're not you're not mature no you know like i work with a lot of 20 somethings at my job and i i call them all kids like you're all children to me. I granted, a lot, there's like a ten year age gap, so it's not like it's significant or anything. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm like, you guys are all kids because you still like you're just out of your teenage like age wise, yeah. but you're still very much in your teenage mind wise. Yes, and you know at that point, it's not like it ne- it ever stops necessarily as far as like the teenage stuff, but like especially from the figuring out the world standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because we're always figuring out the world. Like even even today, like like Joey's in his late twenties. I'm in my early thirties. We're we we probably we, we're still right now still just figuring out what is going on. Yes, and with the constant changes and the ever flowing like cycle of the way that the way that life goes, and the best thing we can do is just like you know try. <laughs> try our best yeah try your best but like at this point these two guys these two people have careers you know before they were either just getting out of school yeah or they were you know they were going to school you know um so they're much more much more defined as people now um for different reasons obviously obviously celine with her career you know um yeah. having her own place and all that um jesse obviously having his own career and being married with a kid you know um that is a significant change a huge <laughs> huge change you know um yeah but it's amazing too how long it takes them to get to that subject like i figured because it's 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 hard cause i remember like watching this movie and seeing the ring on his finger going when are they gonna fucking address that when are they gonna fucking address that when are they gonna fucking address that <laughs> what and then it happens and it still hits you like a freight train man oh <laughs> It's like, like, and you're still on the tracks, and it's just, poo, poo. So I read you were married, poo. and I'm like, ah! Just, <laughs> just like in the first Hellboy movie when he falls on the train tracks, and it just, oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, man. Oh. And, and you could tell, like, how, that's, like, when they bring it up, it's the most uncomfortable thing of their whole, co- like, their whole conversation's so wonderful at first. Yeah. You know, and, like, he's even a little horny. Yes. You know, like, they talk about sex. And, you know, but, like, they clearly still like being around each other, but, um, they, like, she brings up the kid, and, and it just, it, everything shuts down, and it becomes the most, like, mundane, like, exchange I think I've ever heard from these two. Because yeah. you know that they're both like, oh, yeah, like, oh, so I, I saw your, you were married, and, he, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm married, and I, I've got, I've got a son, I love him so much. <laughs> and it's like... Oh! I mean, but and then that it gets into the, like really the gender roles stuff with the like, I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like it's especially true with these la- last two movies. They get into it a little bit in the first one, but this one I really feel like because Celine obviously is very much you know very much a feminist. She's you know she has her own career. She doesn't need anybody as like you know a breadwinner or anything like that. But in her own words, she still wants somebody to love, right? She still wants somebody to love her, just like anybody, turn, you know, and that's only natural and then jesse thinking you know i i feel like you know it's it's like a thing that you think you have to get married you have to have a kid and even if your parents you know, like even if you don't necessarily love who you're with you got to do stick it out you know because your parents did it or people that you looked up to did it or whatever you know um and you feel like oh i'm not going to end up like that and jesse is obviously as he says his life is 24 7 bad. bad like the way oh Man, we'll get to that scene, but like they, they fall into the in, into those things. Um, but also, like, just the spontaneity has has changed because the way their dynamics are. Like, I think about um, one of my favorite scenes or favorite moments when they're walking through the gardens, 
and um, she talks about like what what would you do you know you know if there was not much time left and he talks oh we'd be fucking wildly you know in a hotel room she's like well what's stopping you well, why would a hotel room can't we just do it right there and he just pulls her over brings her to the bench you know it's wildly <laughs> yeah. like oh my, oh my gosh like just and she's like we're not dying right now and he's at part and yeah. I know in his mind he's like God I wish I was because his because his life for him is just terrible you know. Like this is the greatest moment for for either of them is the fact that they're seeing each other again. Like I feel because especially yeah. I was especially after nine years, mm-hmm. and after such a like significant moment, and you never like they even reminisce about the fact that like they never exchanged phone numbers, how foolish it was. They never exchanged anything to like try to keep in contact with each other. And, like, they, they tried to rationalize it in the first movie. They're trying to be like, oh, you know, we don't need right. to. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in the second one, they're both so regretful of it. And there's a lot of callbacks like that in this one, which I really yep. like, too. You know, like, they'll... Like, even just the fact that they start talking about, like, if they had sex. Yep. Because, obviously, Jesse brings it up in the book, and... um uh he initially is like oh we definitely had sex she's like but we didn't have sex and in truth like when you watch the first movie they they don't have sex but we also only see them for like a brief moment then it's cut and then within that cut from that scene to the next they could have but we don't we, know. we don't yeah we don't see it um but as as far as what the movie is telling us, it's that she is correct and he is not but then later on in the movie she's like we had sex twice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are they both remembering it wrong? Or there could just be things where we haven't seen, you know, I think it's very much yeah. possible. Um, but, I, but again, that first movie, especially, do, and this one too, does such a great job of like, I we feel like we're spending the time with them together in real time, you know. Um, but like, again, and then she, you know, like she, her life isn't great because she's in relationships with people that it doesn't quite feel the same. It just kind of it feels empty. Like the like, like yeah. There there's some fun times, but the passion isn't necessarily there. Um, you know. But I also think about too, like like going back to Jesse a bit and, and how it connects to Celine. Like Celine in the first movie talked about her her grandmother. I think this was in the first movie. How her grandmother, um was like you know was not in love with her husband and thought about another person and jesse in this one refers to the fact like is just not he has dreams about celine and the way way those dreams are and how he wakes up in the sobs and just like you know is just terrible um i think about (laughs) they've both they've they've both been uh they've both experienced some extent of true love and now it's like you know, because the way it ended, they're like, it's, 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 it's something that, you know, stays with you. But also how angry, rightfully so, Celine feels after reading that book. Because, like, for one, like, okay, you're writing about an intensely, pri- like, th- and intensely, like, so, like, you're going to write about that. Yeah. But also, too, like, it, it's a reminder of the last nine years. The reminder of how much, yeah. in some ways, how much she has changed. Like, in that first movie, like, she's not very jaded, like, you know like at all but like in this movie she's much in the next movie much more practical much more like realistic about things um yeah you know and um i think about the scene on on the boat you know and where he's just like oh god 
why weren't you there? And it's like, we already went through this, but it's like, no, like why? <laughs> like, I wish it, I wish it could have been, um, like that. Uh, yeah. man, you know, it, it's that realization that, you know, life is, isn't like the stories that we, we tell ourselves or the, 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 it's like, you know, it's a series of small moments, but you always, you always wish it played out just a little bit differently. Um, and uh, just to, are there, is there like a favorite scene that you have in this movie? I know what mine uh, probably would be. Um, I, I, there's two that I want to mention, but like, I, we, I think we, I think we talked about one of them earlier, but go ahead. I'm sorry. My, my absolute favorite scene in this or, or one in, the, in Sunset, you know, um, I think the easiest answer without a doubt is the, the perfect answer for me is, uh, is the waltz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's cause, cause on one hand it's, it's a beautiful song Yes, that cause we learn we learn that Celine is a musician. So she's also kind of a creative, like, like Jesse is. Um, but also granted the, you know, the difference being that his, his, uh, his, uh, his account of the evening was published and made into a big thing. She also wrote something about the one night. Like she, she channeled that one into that one, that one night that they had into the song that she wrote. And so it was like that nice, like the, like that nice moment where it's like, cause you know, throughout, cause within the context of the movie, like you're, you're watching them have this, you know, conversation and, you know, cause he's, cause again, like the first movie, he has to get to a flight to go back home after, cause his book tour is over. Yep. Um, and so he's talking to Celine and he's delaying, he's constantly delaying, delaying, delaying any chance that he can to not, leave her and leave her side um and she's like you know don't you have a plane to catch she's like oh no it's fine it's fine but i think you know i think i don't think either of them want to leave each other but it's also like you know there's the the logistics of it is like well shit you know you gotta like i don't want you i don't want you to get in trouble you know but um throughout the conversations they're talking about you know like they're talking about his book but they're also talking about you know how much it that that night meant to each other and like obviously it hurt that they didn't reconnect as as the way they wanted to but also you know we again we I, I guess the point is that we're learning through the conversation just how impactful that one evening was for both of them mm-hmm. and we immediately see it for Jesse because he wrote a book about it and then for Celine like it's something that is built up as the movie plays out and then the, like the final like you know like exclamation point in the sentence is the fact that she wrote a song about it and that's the song she chose like she gave him three options she said you know i have this song this song and i I wrote this other one it's just a waltz and he's like let's hear the waltz and she plays it and it's it's genuinely beautiful but i also and he he immediately is like yeah i'm i I get yeah i'm not leaving um i i can't uh, i think my favorite thing about that is again a nice callback to the poet in the first movie because i heard it's it sounded like just plugging in Jesse, you know, like plugging in the word or whatever. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, it, it, and it just, it was a, for Jesse. It's great because it, it reaffirms to him that that feeling was mutual. You know, it wasn't yeah. just a one side, it wasn't a one sided thing. Um, I think for me, I love when they're, when they're on the boat and they're, t- they're talking about like, why wasn't he there? The car ride to her place is 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 mm. beautifully devastating where he talks about you know how much he loves his son but also how there's no joy 
or love in his marriage. Um, and, you know, there's a moment, too, where she's, like, about to, like, touch his head and she hesitates. And it's it's something that just sticks. Which is, which is a tonal and character change from the first movie when Jesse tries to touch her on the head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yet, you know, you know, he's trying to, like... You know, it's mostly him like wanting to do like the classic, you know, cute like brush yep. the hair behind the ear thing so he can see her face. Um, but he pulls back, and it's again tonally different, and it's a swap between the characters. So it's again, there's there's a lot of a lot of follow ups in this one. Um, my, but my favorite thing, and I've watched the, this thing so many, the ending, just the ending where where it replays uh, where where he puts on Nina Simone just in time. And the lyrics are just, they just say it all. You know, now I'm here. I know, I know where I'm going. No more doubt or fear. And you're just like, you know, he's staying. And he's, he's, he's just watching her, um, pretend to be the singer. Yeah. She's dancing. Um, just, just following the rhythm of the music. She looks at him. You are going to miss that plane. I know. And he's smi- he's smiling huge grin. I know. And take that Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I but know. You th- but like your mind is flooded also with like the implications this could have, but also in just the the carnal desire that moment he got like you they got what they wanted in a sense, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's my favorite one of the, of the three. I love the writing. I love the, the performances are so, are so good. I mean, they're all great, great in all three. And this is the first one where they're credited writers and they were for, yeah. for the, the two and three, they were nominated for a screenplay appropriately. So at the Oscars, um, appropriately. Um, yeah. What won that year? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care to check well, right now. <laughs> what, whatever it was that one you know, didn't deserve it. it. 2004. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. Um, no, but I, I just, you know, I, I love, I love this movie so much. It's a great, it might be like my favorite sequel ever. Now that like, I, can I, I think that. about that. Um, and this is a, in a series of movies that I love. I love all three of them. Um, mm. you know, but yeah, it's just 80 minutes of like gasping and just going like, Oh my God. <gasps> Like, listen, you don't need to have those feelings if you're you, it just just by watching something like like a Game of Thrones where you know you don't know if someone's gonna live or die. You know, sometimes you can just see two wonderful people just talking, spilling spilling their emotions, maybe maybe being a little bit more reserved at times, right. and you're just like like it's just an emotional roller coaster ride, and. Yeah, I, I, there's one. There was one letterbox review that I really like. That was like, I, or it was a tweet. It was a tweet about. It's like I don't. It might have been a letterbox review that said, "Oh wow, I've been having conversations wrong this whole time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, again so many like great lines. Uh, m- memory is a great thing if you didn't have the past, you know. Um, or, mm-hmm. or I, I just love like when Jesse's like thinking, oh yeah, the the world's pr- pretty good, you know, and it's not bad. And she's like, what? There are so many problems. With the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's um, it, it's they're so great. Like there's so much you could talk about. I just just watch this dang movie. Watch the first one and then watch this. Like 
Yeah. Like to me, Please. like before before sunset reminded me why I love movies so much. And it's just like they really like Link Later, Delpy, and Hawk really crafted these these wonderful characters and um just the filming like and it's a movie where people think oh if it's just walking and talking there must be a lot of improvisation right people because that's what people assume no. and it's not like they like no. from what i was reading too they would to the gesture of things like it, it is it is so rehearsed and they all like like and and you think about it, there's a lot of long takes in these movies and we're gonna get to like the next movie because there's one that i think is just insane but like um before sunset's fucking perfect. <laughs> Before sunset's perfect movie. Um, you know, we were. Anything else you want to say about this movie before we take an intermission? Um, thank you for showing it to me. Oh, no, no, no problem. Like this, this is the goal. Yeah. I've, I, I have reached, I've reached the peak. I've reached the peak. This, 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 this makes up for uh, most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I tease. I tease. Oh man. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fly from uh fly from Paris. You know, we're train whatever. I, mean, I don't know what we want to do. Let's go. Let's go to Greece. <laughs> All right, let's go to Greece. But you know, don't forget the twins. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> J- John and Kenny would be our twins, <laughs> even though they're not. they would be. <laughs> they're sleeping in the back car right. Let's back in the car right now while we're talking. Oh my gosh. You know, you better not take that job. I need to see my son. <laughs> oh my gosh, stay tuned. Everybody, welcome back to the 100th episode. Well, my dog's here too, by the way. Welcome back to the 100th episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. 
which we are talking about the before trilogy we talked about before sunrise before sunset absolutely wonderful movies about love and conversation and whatnot and now oh boy joey what are we talking about <laughs> this this second half i was okay this movie is um before midnight uh of course starring ethan hawk and julie delpy as jesse and celine once again co-written and directed um by richard linklater and i was um extremely worried about this because <laughs> le- here's a good thing you were so enthusiastic to do this as an episode yes you didn't even get through the whole trilogy before suggesting this as an episode no but like, like there was the the logic behind it made sense because i mean on one hand we we would have loved to talk about samurai jack but it's just knowing us we kind of pulled a like oh god homework's due tomorrow moment yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know we got to like the like towards the end of season one but we didn't even finish season one and we we were like shit we're the word 90 we're in season 10 right now we haven't finished this oh god what are we gonna do and so that's when i was like well joey's showing me these movies and i love the first one i love the second one why don't we talk about these movies this is well before talking about this last one before midnight and well and you know what if you if you were to ask me though if i'd still want to talk about these after the fact i'd probably still say yes yeah because yeah. because uh, i didn't because there, there's a lot that's i mean there's a lot that's the same in callbacks and stuff but there's a lot that's different about this one um but this movie there's a lot that's different from this one i mean there's a lot that's the same of course you're dealing with the same two characters and there's some you know visual callbacks and all that but this one is not shot on film the other two were yeah and um there's a lot more characters in this movie, like named characters, I should be saying that we especially see in the first half. In the first half, really, not that to say that they're all there all the time, but like we know the names of certain people, you know, that they're hanging yeah. out with. Um, but you know, this one I was worried about because this one isn't as like the other two are much more like romantic, romanticized. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. Even though there's some like shenanigans that go on in the in the second one that are like, ooh, that hurts. It's still you're able to wrap it up with like with some with some nice feelings, or you can look at at, at it that way, depending how you look mm. at it. Uh, this movie, it's, you, yeah, it's almost like if I had to explain it, like imagine like a, a, a perfectly painted wall right and like it's got nice uh pictures on it it's not perfect but it's just this beautifully painted wall and as and as you're renovating the house that this wall is in you're slowly peeling away the paint only to see all the 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 holes that were put in it or all the the marks all the all the age all the decay everything that was on this wall that got painted over that's essentially what these movies are is that you know the first movie there is some truth and some honesty but also it is very romanticized the love at first sight everything like that then the second movie sort of peeled away a little bit and then with this movie it almost feels like it is completely gone the paint is is disappeared the gloves are off um yeah in between you made a great comparison to another movie um do you care to reveal that that movie yes um so this so like with this movie it it really made me think of marriage story yeah 
which fucking hell dude like make no mistake like that movie i think is great you know noah bomback did an incredible job um adam driver and scarlett johansson were absolutely incredible in the movie um and that movie is a lot more like vicious i think than this one is i think this one isn't as vicious but it's just as emotionally painful yeah to watch as i think marriage story is especially like i think of um the the uh, the hotel room scene in in before midnight and like the apartment scene in uh in marriage story like both scenes i think are are done differently but both i think they're just as hard to watch as each other i would argue like the 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 actual material in in the scenes obviously you could look at it like you know obviously Adam Driver screaming at Scarlett Johansson like I wish you were dead I wish you got ran over and the kid was okay and yeah that is fucking harsh but it feels just as bad as when Celine you know is saying what she says to not to completely jump to the end of the movie but when Celine looks at at Jesse and says I don't think I love you anymore and walks out and it's more devastating that, I would argue that's be- the knife yes. in the heart twisted and Marriage Story is a great movie. I just want to make note of Laura Dern and the late great Ray Liotta in that movie. By the way, yes, um, Chef's Kiss, both of them, honestly, both of them. Um, but w- I think it's more painful in this movie because you you've known them in the Spent other two. All that, yes, all that time, yes, you know, and you get to this one, and they have moments in this one where it's it's kind of fun and light, and they're making they're making jokes, and it's it's fun. You think, okay, this but this it is always shifts. It shifts. Like I, I, throughout the throughout the movie, I was saying Richard is this is this Richard Linklater just like punching, like, <laughs> just punching you in the face, like like tantalizing you with some cuteness, like 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 there's three pivotal moments almost. There's the opening scene where they're talking, like three pivotal conversation scenes really, yeah. um, where they're initially in the car and they're talking, and it starts off really cute, but then it like kind of turns into a bit of an argument. It's not bad. But it's definitely an argument. They're definitely, you know, Celine has a job offer. She wants to take it, but she's not entirely sure. But it's definitely like what she's been working towards. And Jesse is, he's not, he's never like fully said it, but he has a desire to want to be with his kid from his previous marriage, who yep. has a very close relationship, by the way, with Celine, who loves him yes. as her own, which that's the dream if you ever like if you have a kid with with someone else and the person like that i would love like if i was in that situation just want to point that out he obviously he wants to be close with his kid so there's a thought process that maybe he wants to move back to the states and be closer to him and that's a big change and that's a big sacrifice so that's kind of the core thing that's wedging between jesse and celine while they're more or less on vacation like they are like in all these movies they're like on vacation then like the second conversation it it's kind of the same thing it starts off very cute very playful little little sexual but then like it gets to that point again where it's almost like huh but then it kind of shifts back you're like okay okay then the final scene they're in the hotel room Julie Delpy, Ethan Hawke, they're in there. First time we've ever seen them in a bedroom together. And she she takes the top of her dress off, and we're immediately like, oh no, it's, oh my gosh, Julie Delpy. <laughs> like, right. Oh, like, oh. Like, it's very tantalizing, obviously. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, it seems very lovey-dovey, but then 
you know, uh, his son calls uh, her, which she's done already previously in the movie. And, and they have the most intense fight for such a long time. Yeah. And it's like, like, like obviously, like they they planned to have sex, and you know she's still like de 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 topped, and he's taking his pants off. De-topped. She even takes her underwear off, and you know they're like they're they're <laughs> they're 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 literally like planning this even while they're still arguing. But then it's like, nah, <laughs> nah, like like we got to talk about this, and they get their clothes back on, and they continue to talk, and it gets so heated to that point, and she even leaves and comes back twice. Yeah. And then it it gets to that point where she finally looks at him and says, "I don't think I love you anymore." And books, right? And oh my god, though there was one scene, there's one moment in that that I was I was grateful for because it was a nice breaking of the of the tension where um, he's like he he just flops on the bed defeated or on the couch defeated yep. with his face planted, his feet pointing up. She walks in like, "Do you think you're winning?" And it cuts back to him, and he's still like that. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was funny. But fuck, dude, and it and even when he goes back to to talk to her while they're while she's like trying to get away from him, sitting alone at the table, like he he he's trying to be playful, he's trying to be funny and make her laugh, but it's not working. And um, he even like he gets really frustrated with her as she is with him, and he even was like, "I quit, I'm done, I'm done trying to do anything." And you're like, and they don't say anything, and there's only so many minutes left in the movie, and you're like, no. Please don't, please don't end it there. Please don't end it there. And then she just looks at him and 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 kind of joins in the playfulness he was doing earlier. After they've both just let it all out, and even though there's that nice, it's a nice moment at the end of it, especially one that she called as far as like what was going to happen. Um, there's still like that question mark of what's going to happen. You know, yeah. wh- where's it going to go? How are they gonna? Are they still gonna be together? Are they actually broken up? Like, what's gonna happen? And like, you don't like. Oh, I don't want them to be broken up, man. Dude, I don't. But, but it's that, oh, that's the thing. And I, I, I was remembering. Um, somebody was talking about this with like a like a TV show, like a fantasy thing, right? And they're like, oh yeah. my gosh, this thing was canceled so soon. I want more. And it's like, that's a double edged sword because. The longer they get to do this, the more miserable sometimes these characters become. Exactly, and yeah. Because with a fairy tale, it's nice, open and shut. They're happy. That's all we need to know, right? But these are much yeah. more like real people, right? And the way that Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy, and Richard Linklater are writing this, it, it they're using their own experiences, right? And the passage of time. And people change. People, like, change but also stay the same. It's kind of a weird thing because Jesse yeah. still... Jesse's still trying to be, like, the time traveler, right? He's still, like, philosophizing and all that. But Julie Delpy is at the point where, like, she is so sick of that shit now. She is sick of the fact, like, at him, like, going, Yes, I'm such a smart, scholarly guy. I know this Russian writer or whatever. And it's, like, you know, he's almost so far up his ass in many... So, especially in this movie... I'm really much more on Julie Delpy's side because <laughs> she, like, you know, she's had to give up a lot. I mean, obviously, not yeah. to say that Ethan Hawke hasn't had to give up stuff in this. And there's definitely points where I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. But she, like, she's like, listen, I had all these hopes and dreams, but like, you've never had to had hire a babysitter because I'm around. I've had to give up like writing songs and singing songs where I'm just working and taking care of the kids and making dinner. 
maybe us having sex sometimes. And that's, that's really what my life, you know, has become. But what I was trying to say before was like, that's the danger of having another installment. People think they want another one. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle another one, honestly. Yeah. Like I think three is a good way. Just, and actually I'm appreciative of this viewing of it because I was, dude, I was so down after this, like after like I viewed it the first time, <laughs> but the, like the way you viewed, I'm like, okay, I feel a little, like, at least the way you responded to it at the end, I'm like, okay, I felt a little more optimistic at the end of this. Right. Okay. And, um, like it's a little more like, whew, okay. It's not perfect right now. It's going to take a lot while, maybe it takes a while to heal, but maybe we can get to more amicable state. But like, man, those 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 fights, like the, like in that hotel room, you know, is is a notable one. Um, hmm. I'm, I know I'm taking. I I just it's a lot. This movie, it is so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> I think I think my my main my main thing with it was just that again watching the first two movies and watching these two people like reconcile or f- meet for the first time fall in love um you know it's 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 a, it's a beautiful thing it's an exciting thing but yeah like you said you know you keep going and and you you get comfortable with someone but sometimes you you know too much about them and you get you get like kind of you just start to hate them a little bit yeah, you know, like yeah. it's unfortunate. I think that's an unfortunate thing about you know, a lot of people. You spend enough time with them, you start arguing and, and bickering, and and you know, any little thing can. And even if it's you know something that's not important, any little thing can set you off because it's just you've spent so much time with that person, and you know how they feel and stuff. Yep. And so, I think I just didn't want. I just didn't want to see these two characters in that state. But it's true. Mm-hmm. It, it is so true that as time goes on, people feel differently and people change. Like hearing, hearing, you know, stories of, you know, it's like I remember growing up and thinking how strange it is that a lot of my friends' parents divorced because I was never really familiar with the concept of it, you know. And, you know, obviously they would move on and, you know, find someone else and try to be happier. Like I think of, I think of my friend whose mom, whose parents are divorced. Like, you know, he was in a relationship with someone and not to, you know, talk about his personal life, but like, you know, he was in a relationship with someone. It didn't work out. He married someone else. He's very happy, you know, and he's, he's got two beautiful daughters, a a fun new stepson. And so he's, he's, he's happier that he's been able to move on with his life. And it's just, it's, again, it's just that the the strange things of life is that, you know, people talk about the romance and the magic of true love. And sometimes, you know, they forget that as time goes on, you know, things can change. It's like, not to, not to compare it to this necessarily, but like, it's like when you get a job, it's like, it's one thing to get the job. It's another thing to keep the job. Yes. Yes. You know, it's. Like it's a very different. Exp- it's two almost very different experiences. Like, oh, I achieved something. I got this job I've been trying to get, or I just got a job. Period. I'm so happy. But then, then you know, it's like, well, now you got to do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just th- like the that fight. I also think about like how much they've changed in the sense that if the old Jesse and Celine were in Greece they would not have driven past those like Jesse would not have driven past those ruins. They would have no. They would have made taken the time 
to go there. That would have been a scene in one of the earlier movies. Um, and we never get to see them go to those ruins again. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, we'll go back on the way back to the airport. And because of the nature of this movie, we don't get to see that. Um, nope. And we get to see other cool things like that church, that little like church, like chapel um, mm-hmm. in the movie. And just just the beauty, the beauty of Greece in general. It's just like and it, it, it's it's kind of funny, too, because you can almost make an argument like the setting is almost more fairy tale esque than anything we've seen, even though, like, Europe has some beautiful things, but, like, Greece, especially in these movies, it looks gorgeous. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is like a fairy tale. And I think the title is also emblematic of that, too, because what's a famous time post for fairy tales? Midnight. Midnight. Right? And the the name of the movie, Before Midnight. They have to figure, they need to figure out their relationship, what the, what the state of it's going to be before midnight. Because the other movies, there were much more set timestamps, right? We have to, we have to get to the airport by a certain, we have to get to the train station by a certain point. I have to catch the plane by a certain point in sunset and either make, they make those things or they don't. But this one, it's a little loose, it's a little looser in circumstances of time, but it's a very dire thing. Obviously the state of their relationship. Um, I want to talk about how certain things like repeat themselves and sort of echo in these movies. Um, mm-hmm. cause this is really where you get to see it. I think about, uh, the shot of Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy's feet in the first movie. And it's echoed back in this one where we see, um, Ethan Hawke's and his, and Hank's feet. Um, and when they're at the start of the movie, I also think about, think about the German couple at the beginning of, um, before sunrise mm. they're much more they're much more similar to those people at this stage of the relationship than they are with the jesse and celine from that first uh from that first movie. oh yeah you oh know, yeah um i think about the, the young couple that's at the table and uh you're like wow this makes me think of like a jesse celine type thing from before from before sunrise mm. is very romantic, young and passionate. They talk about how they're in the theater and it's like, he, it's like whispering in my ear. And it's like, shit, that's something that would happen in the first, in like that first movie. And they can't go there anymore. That's closed off. To them. No, at this that's stage, the, yeah, that's life, over. That's oh, that part of their lives is done. Um, I'm sorry. I take, I took up a lot of time, time. No, talking no about dude, that. no, you good. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's, it's, it's so crazy. This whole thing just is like I do. I like I think it, what's what's really funny to think about. Kind of as far as like going back, I remember watching the first movie and the way that that ended, and wanting there to be a sequel because I wanted to see if they reconnected. I wanted to see if they fall in love with each other, and I didn't tell you this because I didn't want you to get upset with me. But. After I watched the first movie, I read the descriptions of the second and the third. <laughs> I feel so betrayed. I, w- I really wanted to know. Well, I'm glad the movie left you with that, at least. But damn! <laughs> I was just so curious. So, like, like I... like it's Again, it's one thing to read about something. It's another thing to watch it. So I it's. It's, I, I, I that that perspective has not changed, and but the only thing that really like spoiled that stuck with me was the fact that the second one ends the way it does, so yeah. I knew that, but I didn't feel it. I felt it when I watched it. Yes, because again, context matters. And but the beauty of the filmmaking, the editing, 
the yes. way it's shot, the acting, yes. all that, it adds, it matters. But continue, please. But so, like, when I read the description for this one, when they said they reconcile, I was like, okay. Because I figured they, it was going to be problems, but when, they, when it said they reconcile at the end of it, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I believe that that's what happened. <laughs> you know? So, like, again, it's just it's a different context. But what I find really funny was that, you know, I wanted there to be a sequel after the first one. And I almost kind of wish it ended after the second one because you want to, you, like, I think it's natural. I think people want to keep the romanticized version. Yes. Yes. in their brains they they want to keep that there and obviously this this whole thing is is kind of a commentary on that but you know when you wa- after you watch that second after you watch that third one which again i had the implication that it was going to end a bit happier which it, it is kind of a nice moment at the end but at the same time especially because she says you know oh you know you're just going to do this funny little thing and then we're just going to have sex and then that's going to be you know you know, me packing the bags for Chicago or whatever. And it's like, that's kind of what happens. Like, we don't see them pack the bags. We just kind of see them end at, you know, while they're at that table in a very romantic setting, by the way. And it, like, it's just sort of a funny switch up and a, and a callback, at least for me personally, to, to have that initial feeling of wanting there to be a sequel to wanting this movie not to exist initially yeah. after watching it. But that doesn't change that, you know, the truth that this movie portrayed it doesn't change the emotions that this movie portrayed like i think this is just as important an installment as any of the other ones oh for sure yeah yeah so it's it is sort of it is sort of weird to like kind of look back kind of going through these movies with you and wanting there to be more because i loved seeing these two characters to getting to this point to being like we went too far (laughs) we went too far and but i am glad that i watched it so yes. like I'm glad that I I was like like first off OCD second off, um you know, just wanting to have the experience of what this movie was, um but I and I am glad that you even though I I, I cheated and I looked I'm I'm glad that you didn't tell me your own emotional experience with it because I think that's the most important thing versus knowing what happens. Yeah. So and I do apologize. For that. <laughs> I don't no, want to say but, anything. But, but, I'm like, just glad you. I, enjoy, I'm just glad you I enjoyed did, these. Yeah, I did tell you I watched the trailer though. That was like yes. that was me going like at least I told him that. Because <laughs> dude, when I was watching this movie, and the craziest thing for me was watching this because I didn't read up anything. I knew that his son appears, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know they had kids until I I saw them in the the two girl the twins that they had in the car. I'm like, oh my gosh, they are parents. They're parents. Um, but know, we don't even I, see them as parents, which is crazy. No, we like, we, we like, really. Well, like we hear bit. about the experience. Yeah, I love the scene. One of my favorite in their little supermarket, and like she's calling the the, the girls captains, and she's like that. Like Jesse's like a private. Don't judge anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like there's like a fun, there's a fun little dynamic. Like there is a f- family dynamic. I think you know. I think the thing is, I think Jesse because I I base a lot of this off of Jesse because I, I don't sympathize with him as much, especially in this movie. Uh, I think I not to cut you off, but I think. That was one thing you and I had in common is that watching these movies, I thought I felt like we both related more to Julie Delpy's kid to Celine's character than we did with Jesse. I mean, neither of us are parents, neither of us have kids, right? Um, but I think we we both, even to this point, I think because of that relation, like I like if I had to pick a side, like I don't want to, 
personally. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I do I do feel like I I am definitely more on Celine's side as far as the argument is concerned. And this is coming from someone who is a romantic, who is a creative, yeah. who does relate to Jesse strongly on that regard. Um but I do very much feel like I see more from Celine's side and I think that was one thing you and I connected on was that we we very much related more to her than we did to him, which is not typical, I think, mm. for for us. I do think that, like, obviously, you know, growing up, we'll watch movies, we're like, oh, I loved Zorro, I loved Batman. Oh, you know, we guy. never really talk, I love the guy, exactly. And so it's, and so I think that we, now that we've gotten older and, you know, we're watching all these different movies, I think we've, we've been able to relate more to not just the guy, which I think is a nice change for us at least. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 No, um, no, just cause like when, when you like, you know, cause typically, and this is actually a brilliance on the movies part. Cause like typically movies like, I'm sorry for what I did. I'll do better. Jesse doesn't really say anything like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's much, it's a lot more self-serving and selfish. Um, you know, when we get to that, when you get to that ending, you know, which I hope, you know, I hope there's a way they can like solve this, but it's just like, if Jesse keeps playing the same tricks, the same playbook, it's, it's going to fall apart. He needs to under, yeah. like he does have needs. And I do like, I think about, I, I felt so devastated for him with it about his son, you know, like thinking about like, and I, again, speaking as somebody who, you know, I lost my dad at a young age and, yeah. um, like thinking about like he's talking about like you know I, I never got to teach him how to throw a baseball and I could definitely heavily relate to that it that that I, I was in tears when I first watched that part honestly mm -hmm. it was like fuck you know it's like the, he's gonna be in high school these years are going but you know and you got, and like the way the the paint the mom in a not so generous pick because of the first movie he's like oh she's a nice elementary school teacher and now it's like she's oh. she's the, the c word was dropped <laughs> yes the c yeah which you know um but like i do see things from his like from his angle yeah but like i definitely like julie like and that's that's the thing i look at it, like she shouldn't have to like it needs to be a team effort you yes know? yes like and that's where the gender roles thing comes in because I, I think, and I, I might have said this earlier. I'm, we were trying to record this twice. I forget if I said that, you know. <laughs> but like again, like you know, she doesn't get to do her creative outlets. She just works, feeds the kids, and goes to bed. And then Jesse yeah. gets to do Jesse gets to do his thing. You know, he gets to be the creative. And yeah, um, it's it's very know. much like that kind of fifties mentality of housewife, working husband sort of thing. And he even brings that up. And you know, it's funny. Like, I think about it, too, like, there's part, like, parts of me definitely relate to Jesse as well in the, in the sense that, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a romantic, I'm a creative, but also, like, I'm a very jokey person as well. Yeah. You know, I think my, like, you, you, if you've ever heard our show, you could probably ascertain this very quickly, but, like, you know, my, my easy approach is to joke about stuff, is to, you know, when I'm uncomfortable with something is to kind of try to make myself laugh or make someone else laugh. And right. that doesn't work sometimes. No. And, like, I, I, I've become a lot more self-aware about that because, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like people do like to laugh, but sometimes that's not the right time. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the best approach. And, you know, especially in this scene, I think it depicts that really well. 
when uh, you know he comes back and he's like making the joke about being a time traveler, and he's got yep. the note that was written from her from like eighty two year old version of herself, and she's not having it, and it's like the like it's not the right time joke. He just gets frustrated with her, and it's yep. like you're like you gotta like again. They both have their grievances. They both have these things that they want to do, but you have to talk about it and no one ever does i mean like sometimes there's reconcile sometimes there is people that are able to to be a team and do things but there you know clearly there is definitely something between these two where they're just like there's that wedge and it's it's not the same as it used to be no and and maybe that's just it is what it is and maybe they do reconcile you know maybe that one moment uh, at the end of the movie is them coming back together and deciding to move forward in their relationship and actually still be together or maybe it is the end maybe right. maybe they do genuinely feel like they're not in love anymore and that's that's the that's the reality of the situation and it's heartbreaking but it's the truth and humor as good and powerful as it can be sometimes is just not the right approach no, and a lot of, like, and I've I've felt that, and I've learned that the hard way in many instances, and I hate to admit it, but it is the truth. You know, just you know, like someone would be hurting, and my my natural instinct would be to try to make them laugh, and clearly, it's not that was not the smart thing to do. No, no. Sometimes you you do have to seriously acknowledge someone's yeah. feelings. You know, there's a time and place for everything. Um, there's time to be know, there's a time to be a clown, but there's also a time to just be a shoulder. Um. You know, I think about I mean, so much. It's just it is a great movie. I think a great conclusion to these movies. And I'm like, let's stop here, guys. <laughs> no more. Like, no listen, more. We're past the nine year mark anyway. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. You know yeah. Like, what do they do? Eighteen years and just double it and just fuck. Know, <laughs> stop oh, it. <laughs> 20, 2031, baby. <laughs> <laughs> stop it now. Um. No, but. <laughs> Like I, I, watching these in succession, you really do get to appreciate. Like we talk about, like sequel because these are this is a trilogy of movies, and it's weird to call the other two sequels, but they are right. They're, yeah, they're sequ they're yeah. sequels, you know. Um, but it's interesting because when when you see things in like like other like franchise, when you see things in franchise movies and they have callbacks and stuff, it's usually callbacks of like, hey, re remember the, and it's it's much more blunt. And when mm -hmm. they use, the way they use flashbacks isn't always like, like clean. I guess I, I know I'm going back and forth. Midnight's great. But it's it's the, you know what it's it's like, um, it's like Marvel movies and how they constantly yeah. like call back to each other. Like in Thor Ragnarok when Hulk throws Thor around. Like it's it's yeah. it's it's just as a it's meant to be as like a oh hey remember this? Yes. Like remember that that was fun. Oh here's a here's a here's a different version of it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, but yeah, that's kind of what most of it. It's usually like, it's usually like, but in in this is like vis it's visual cues, you know, um, like, like certain shots and certain like, like the poets, like and putting in the dropping in the name, you know, the want like wa things of wine and tea, you know how that's utilized. Um, I think one of my favorite things is in Before Sunset when he's describing the like the next idea for his novel, and he's talking about like simultaneously like feeling the moment and the way he's like experiencing the memories of sunrise you know of before sunrise and i think it was mm -hmm. a wonderful use of that footage from the other because sometimes that could be really clunky you know i've seen so many movies where it's just like they just drop it in and just like feel something guys 
and here i think it really it really they really think about how it connects and how it's going to make you feel um but what is what a set of movies though man (laughs) what a what a trip I'm glad, like, we went to, we went to Vienna, went to Paris, went to, I don't need to go there anymore now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Greece. I don't think I want to go to Greece. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, like, Celine listen, was very I worried lo- about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I love Greek mythology. I love, uh, you know, all the stories and stuff. But after this movie, I think I'm going to avoid Greece for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm just gonna be sitting at a table, uh, by a, by, by a, like a, like a dock or something, and I'm just gonna be like, no, <laughs> nope, nope, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> I can't. Like, and as like a beautiful girl, there, I'm just gonna be like, nope, I'm just gonna let her be. I'm just gonna move on with my day. Woo. But no, I, I genuinely appreciate that you sent me these. By the way, mm. um, uh, this is like. I, I think this is some, like my favorite types of episodes that we've done are like spur of the moments. I'm kind of glad that we sort of did this episode, the 100th episode in that sort of fashion. So I think, I think that's kind of like where our best episodes have come from mm. is where like, I mean, we've had a lot of great episodes obviously, and there's so many that I'm incredibly proud of and so many that, you know, I'm glad that we talked about. But so many of my, f- I think the episodes that I think about the most are episodes that we both were just like, we were just watching something and we immediately fell in love with it and we wanted to share it. We wanted to share our, like, I love when we share our enthusiasm of something and I love when, when it, it can, you know, be uh, infectious enough to, to make the other person to see how they feel about it. And I don't yeah. think, and... I genuinely don't believe that any time we've had a spur of the moment episode that it hasn't led to either of us not being happy with what we're showing, which I think is oh. is so weird, but also fantastic at the same time. Like, imagine that first episode, which in many respects is very much a spur of the moment episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very much like this kind of episode um, where we talked about doing this show. We talked about wanting to to do a podcast but again unless we actually followed through with it i don't would we have ever made the show would we have ever actually done anything with it had i not watched uh mask of zorro on netflix and what if i hated it yeah we wouldn't have done the show right That's you know true. It, it this that was you know that was our train moment <laughs> in making this show in many respects um you know and i i own a 4K copy of Mask of Zorro. That was before I think I even had 4K as an option because yep. I just wanted to own it because I liked I liked it well enough after we did that first episode. And then the next one was probably uh, that the next one was special because it was me f- first time ever falling in love with Paddington and you seeing Hamilton for the first time. Yes, and. What, that that one was was one of the first times I think we had a mutual thing where we were like I want to show you this but I want to show you this. I'm also yeah that was a great one too because I've gone on to show Paddington. It's one of my favorite. The first second one's one of my favorite movies now. And, and I I, I, st- I still listen to the Sa- Hamilton soundtrack in my car. There you go. It's yeah. great, right? Um, I also think about the the um, one of my other favorite ones that we talked about: Ghost Dog and Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. You know. Like that was a great like we showed some each other some pretty great movies we had found um you know and we're just like listen 
<laughs> I still think of the Ricky Baker song. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Ghost Dog's getting a 4K in France. In, in France, we. Oui. <laughs> Bonjour. Would you like me to kill someone for you? <laughs> or would you like some ice cream? <laughs> Either way, I'm good. Either way. But yeah, no, I'm glad I'm really um I'm glad that we've also allow allowed each other to take risks as far as showing each other things because I looked at these movies and I absolutely adore them, especially the second one, and I'm like, this is not normally within our wheelhouse of things no. that we talk about. On and you show. know I hate boyhood. <laughs> and I know you hate boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 I don't okay. Uh just to be completely honest, we're probably never gonna talk about boyhood. Though we did, we did hypoth- we did have a hypothetical episode idea that would be like the suicide episode for he- for Joey and I, <laughs> at least for the show, not for literally. We're fine. No, just no, no, for no. the show. I mean, um, <laughs> like that would that would emotionally like destroy, destroy us. Yeah, um, that would involve boyhood, but like, um, like I remember watching it and just and, like appreciating the whole like age thing. Like, like, cool, but it also at the same time, I was just really bored with it. Right. And, like, I was also a suburban white kid that played Xbox. Great. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, I can definitely see where maybe, like, did you, w- would you say you had, like, really strong hesitation to show it to me? I mean, I, I guess not because you sent it to me, but. I, I sent it to you. Yeah, um, I'm like, you know, no, but I was like, I don't know if this is going to make the show kind of thing, because like I said, we talk about a lot of like, you know, we talk about like art, some art house movies and stuff here and there. Yeah. Or, like, you know, we did the films. the her ex machina, I think, which was a, a suggestion from Allie, our friend Allie. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was probably that's like, I don't know if it was the first time we ever talked about like an art, like art house movies, but it definitely felt like one of the first times. But usually we talk about like classics or like big movies. Like we talked about all the pirates movie, like all the, the original three pirates movies. We talked about Star mm. Wars. We talked about some a few MCU movies here and there, and a lot of I think we have a really nice pool of movies we talk about. But it just felt like before the before movies were a little outside that. But I'm glad that with the show we can bring in these things and we can bring in these cool ideas and bring in just really cool movies you know and i'm sure a number of people have already seen these movies but if you haven't we definitely recommend checking them out if if you got a second and you know what they're short they're short i love that the second one's like 80 minutes you know listen your friend could start watching the snyder cut and you could be watching these movies and you'd be done first that's a weird thing to think about right (laughs) wow um anyway i I also just want to like take a second um thank you for those to those of you who have listened this far or just joining in or if you're just listening this after we've whatever however we finish the show (laughs) just listening back thank you for uh checking that out um thank you and also to future joey and richard if you're listening back to this hi hi guys (laughs) i Uh, hope things are better today (laughs) I hope I hope things are good. <laughs> yes, um, like I'm, uh, I'm of the my, you know. I just want to say also thank you to um, people who have supported us. Allison, my girlfriend, love you. This, this, you know, you've supported this show from the very, you know, very beginning. Uh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Ford for helping us just get started. Um, 
definitely want to thank Gifford. I don't think it seems like I'm thanking everybody in my life, but like uh, Gifford, like Gifford for introducing us in a yes, weird way. I guess literally, literally, the show wouldn't wouldn't exist. Um, G- Gifford created this show. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, in a sense, yeah. Um, uh, I also uh, John and Kenny, obviously, two of the most talented individuals I think we've ever come across. Um, just without so question, without question. without. Without question, but more also important. two of the funniest people I think I've ever talked to. Yes, th- yeah, they're they are so funny. Uh, those call, those those Skype calls that we have <laughs> are hysterical. Just anytime Kenny gets into his like overrated, underrated thing, he's yes. like, "Look at me, look at me, this thing." And he's like, his fingers getting close to the camera, overrated, or like so and so wishes. <laughs> like I'm like I've been waiting for this to be a character on one of the uh, on one of the skits, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah. no, I but, love them. T- I love them so much. But more important than anything I listed, I want to say thank you for putting up with me for a hundred episodes <laughs> and also being, uh, <laughs> but also just being my best friend. And just this has been. Uh, th- listen, there have been times where I'm like pulling my hair out, but. <laughs> what little i have of it left and um (laughs) but i I love doing this and i'm excited i'm i'm thinking about what could we do for 200 and will we have enough things that we're interested in to do 200 i hope so maybe we'll actually finally get to samurai jack eventually (laughs) you know i'm gonna call it now the brave little toaster and i'm just pulling movies off my shelf um the adventures of rocky and boy i'm pulling dvds You, you know what you know what you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Brave Little Toaster, Rocky and Bullwinkle, episode 200. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. We, You heard it here. We're not changing it. That's an easy watch. I've never seen Rocky and Bullwinkle, but no, I'm willing to watch it. One of us is going to argue with the other like, you promised that you were going to do that. No, listen, listen. <laughs> we were crazy. We were like, you know, we were we were we were just like feeling episode one hundred. We were like, oh, we're gonna no no. <laughs> we thought we knew what we were doing. We did not. We did not. Uh, we still don't. I'm glad. I'm glad we've been doing it though. So thank I am. You. I am very glad. I, I appreciate that. That was very nice of you. And I. I. Uh, the feelings mutual. Honestly, like I. I've. I've looked forward to doing episodes all the time and I'm always excited. Uh, every, every time like, you know, I look at the, the thumbnails or I look at, you know, whatever we're doing one week or when we were bi-weekly, um, whenever we're back to bi-weekly, whatever the plan is, I I'm just excited to, to, you know, talk to you about movies and just, I get to explore new things and try new things. And like, it is a very rare, situation where you meet someone that is a good friend that you know changes your perspective enough that you want to try something differently or you want to have a different approach you want to care more yeah you know and uh you know you're you're definitely one of my best friends if not my absolute best friend and nothing nothing against anyone else but (laughs) 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 you know like Listen. listen i love i love a lot of my friends but you know, you are you're 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 basically like a brother to me, honestly. You know, your family. I think my parents would agree with that, honestly. I think my dad likes you more than me at this point. 
it's the football <laughs> thing, probably. Uh, no, listen, listen. No. He's a Browns fan. There's only so far, Ken. You're a great guy. But there's only so far our our friendship can take us. Listen, <laughs> like once once you got once you if you ever visit and you go to the Hall of Fame, he's looking at the Browns people and you're like, why? <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah, I didn't know I had to bring a, a barf bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my gosh, um, but no. no. I love folks, it. I love folks, doing this. Folks, folks, Just to relate back to the before trilogy, uh, have you seen these movies? What are your favorite movies from L- Richard Linklater or, or Julie Delpy or Ethan Hawke? They're all brilliant, I think. They're all Listen, amazing. Per- personal favorite that I watched recently is when Julie Delpy did that Cinemagique, like the oh, thing that, yes. that was, like, I was surprised. I'm so sad it's gone. Not that I, not that I imagine I'll be ever going to Disneyland Paris anytime soon. But right. if I was going to, it would have been nice if it was still there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a shame that it's not there. Um, uh, but you did you did case, Julie Delpy dirty Disney. Don't be dirty Disney. <laughs> I was I was actually proud of that sentence as it was coming out of my head. It's good. It's very nice. You should be. Um, a favorite of the, those folks. Um, which one of the before movies is your favorite? You know, and uh, what's your what are your favorite moments of this show? If you know. You've got an episode you like. What's your favorite an episode you like? What are what are some things that you don't like? I'm, I'm very curious about that. What don't you like? <laughs> I don't like the dudes, but the music is great. <laughs> the, the music is great. Also, like, if you're if you're someone that saw my sticker for our show and thought I was a terrible driver, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's a, that's a separate issue. Don't message me about that. That, that um, is a callback. <laughs> You were just like the before trilogy. We call we, we call back to things we're, we're almost as good as Richard Blink later, Julie Telby and Ethan Hawke. Hey, I never made Boyhood, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. He made School of Rock. I Come love on. School of Rock, actually. Come on. I love that movie. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Link later. I love you. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the 100th episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. It is my privileged to say you can check us out next week have a good night everyone thank you for watching thank you for listening whichever one of the two i don't remember but thank you thank you all for listening to two dudes one double feature please follow us on instagram facebook and twitter special shout out as always to john and kenny armstrong thank you guys for everything you do we love you both so much And of course, stay tuned for a brand new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature.
Yes, I'm such a smart scholarly guy. 